Welcome, good evening, good morning, good night, to episode 33 of the Parapod. 33? Oh, how are you getting on? Are you well? I'm good, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you were asking I'm the talking listeners. talking to everybody, <laughs> listener, you, everybody. I know. hope the listener answered. They're just sitting there like, I'm good, Mark, thanks. Yeah, you should be answering. This is all a conversation. It's all part of a dialogue, a discourse. Um, An ongoing dialogue, yeah. Constantly ongoing, yeah. Part of uh, film academia. <laughs> That's what it is, you're part of history here. Um it's a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful few days now. I think mm-hmm. can weather has arrived. The sounds of summer are here, the vibes, the feeling. When you step outside, things just sort of feel different. Yep. You know, Ugh. it's great. It's beautiful. It's great to be here. I was actually thinking the um, the other day, um, we should do our uh, our Oscar predictions for films that we're not going to be watching, but like just predict mm. what we think is going to win. Yeah, when's that happening? Um, well, we're going to have to do that two weeks in advance. I have a reminder on my phone because I know I'm going to forget. But I have okay. a reminder on my phone for when for when we should do it. All right. I think uh, next week or the week after is when we should do predictions uh-huh. because then it'll be out the Monday before the Oscars because I think the Oscars are on a Wednesday. Okay, yeah. I think I could have that wrong, but I think it's something like that. Yeah, and they're in April, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, that'll that'll be a thing. They're coming up soon. Yeah, they're on the way, you know. I don't I don't know any of them, what, what's, what's nominated or whatever. But, you know, yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all a journey. It's a team thing. I might watch that um, Minari, that uh, Stephen Young film. That's going to be really good. Minari? What's yeah. that? It's about like a Korean fa- family that moved to America. Um, and I think they're like farmers or something. I think they're trying to be potato farmers or something. Uh, but it's an American film, but it's all in Korean <clears throat> because of the family are Korean. mm um, were we talking about uh, Stephen Young before and whether or not I wonder if his uh, accent when he speaks Korean is different like does he have like an American Korean accent well is, is he Korean I think he's American yeah I think he is he probably definitely has an accent then yeah, yeah he definitely would yeah <laughs> you probably put on a Korean accent though you know yeah like all those Americans put on English accents they do pretty well yeah yeah, and then they fail at the Irish one though, you know, they always fail. God, they always I remember was it Amazon Prime or something had uh like their Paddy's Day or maybe it was Netflix, uh, American Netflix or something. They mm. had their um like embraced or look at the Irish or something was like the the category. Mm. I was like, "Where what the fuck do they have?" And they had like um in the name of the father and something else. And then they just had what's that Tom Cruise one? Um oh, fair fair something. Fair away, what's it? Far from I can't know, not far from. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, that that, that one. Yeah. And I was like, wow, the film that has like the worst, like the worst Irish yeah. accent ever put to film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking, you know, Yanks. God Just bless Yanks. them. You know, they try. They they, they, try. they try. They do try. <laughs> they try everything. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually there's I've been watching a uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. um, season seven. Yeah, season seven. Um, and there was a good joke in it where, uh, one of the like uh Holt, he's like a beat cop at the moment. Spoilers mm. for uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, he becomes a beat oh, cop shit. for like a couple of episodes. Uh-huh. Um but he's walking, he's like really he doesn't want to do the like walk of the beat. Um and then he, he but like he basically learns how to speak uh, Russian from doing it because he's just like walking around the like Russian district of New York <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um <laughs> and uh there's a bit where like he ends up like understanding where he doesn't realize that he can speak Russian and then he realizes, oh shit, I can speak Russian because I've been walking the beat or whatever. 
and uh, one of the guys is like, see, you learned something. He's like, oh no, I I have the accent of a peasant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like the accents, it's hard. Like like how do they distinguish like Asian accents? Like like what's like obviously people in Asia can tell yeah. the difference between someone who's Chinese and like like from different parts of China. Stuff, yeah, or someone who's just like you know playing maybe they're chinese but they're playing a malaysian or like a yeah. japanese person you know yeah no, but they're all mean. grouped into one thing you know yeah for us yeah have yeah. you ever heard of um what english sounds like to like a non-english speaker yeah that the, the music the song there's like a song for it did you ever see that i never saw the song i saw a tiktok of it though uh, of like someone of what it sounds like we we sound like sims yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah some italian guy did it it was like a theatrical production it's english but it's not English. It's just mm. what it sounds like. It's just like it's almost like German. It was like it's like Dutch almost. It's so weird. But it's like it's completely nonsensical. He just does it in song. It's, I remember, remember seeing that and I was like, whoa. Yeah, no, because like, you never because you know? that's that's something you'd ever or it's something that you think about. But like you can't imagine what it sounds like in your head. Yeah, yeah. Until uh-huh. you hear it and you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. It sounds like it sounds so weird and like when you hear it as well as an English speaker, you can't make out what it what they're actually saying. Mm. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. But it's like some of those, you know those fucking like Irish accents like down in the middle of like Cork or whatever but like the really strong accents. <laughs> down and it's, like, like, Cork. <laughs> it's like can't understand a fucking word that they're saying. Yes. Yeah, it's like, it's actually, it's easier to understand up up north than it is like, you know, some of the bog people mm. down like, down like the, the, the bog people. <laughs> down the southwest. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, ever since, there's like a video, wasn't there, like recently of a, uh, an Irish farmer doing an interview talking yeah, about his sheep or something. That's the one, yeah. yeah but yeah. like when you're wa- when I was watching, it's like every like, it's like every second word or third word I'd understand what he meant, yeah. and that would retroactively make me understand the rest of the sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like listening to a foreign language, basically. Yeah, it's mad. But that's you know that's how the the real Irish talk, you know, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. It's crazy though. It's mad. Mm. Accents are crazy. Like, cause I understand uh, languages. Like, I understand I'm from, like, France or whatever, so I speak a different language. Mm. But I don't understand accents. Accents just don't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, why? Like why? But you see, you know, you see these days, accents are, like, homogenizing. Mm-hmm. Like, Irish people have American accents and stuff. British people have Amer- American accents. We were actually talking about that last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. It's all gonna... That's Everyone's gonna be talking transatlantic accent in about 100 years. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll only be four languages. Chinese, French, English, and Spanish. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. That's your prediction? Yeah. Calling it now? I'm, I've called it. <laughs> called it. <laughs> there might be Russian. I feel like Russian might, might hold on better. Might make a comeback. Yeah, might make a comeback. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Only the hipsters will speak Russian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Russian's sort of interesting, though, because it's, it's the one we don't we never learn about. Like, Russian and Mandarin, that, like, half the world speaks, but, like, no Western person, or the average Western person has no, yeah. well, there's no single word <clears throat> in those languages, or ex- like, da, or something, or, like, yeah. I don't know, Konnichiwa. That's yeah. not even Mandarin. But yeah, like, yeah I know, you know what you mean. Stuff yeah. like that, you know, how and stuff. But it's so weird. Yeah, it is. It's fucking Different weird. alphabets. It's like, what's that about? Yeah, you know? th- Why don't you just use the one that everyone else is using? Do you know what fucks me up? Like, uh, you know sign language? Yeah, yeah. Sign language isn't universal either. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, yeah. what, what were they doing? Like, just making it harder for, for I, deaf people. I think it's because, like, obviously, especially in, like, um, like uh, Eastern languages, like... Like, China has words for things that we don't have words for, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, they have a word for, like, um, a really specific emotion that there's just no word for in English. But when you describe... It's something like... It's like a word for, like, nostalgia, but it's not nostalgia. It's, like, a different kind of nostalgia. Mm. <clears throat> um, And they have a word for that. So, 
how the fuck do you translate that into English to then explain that to into sign into sign language? <laughs> Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So it does make sense to that, but I don't understand. Like French people having a different sign language, get the fuck out of here. Just, yeah, you know. no, it's it's not even that. Like American American deaf people have different sign language to Irish deaf people. Yeah, I think there's even differences between Irish Irish sign language and like English sign language and stuff. I don't know, but so there's something weird. like that. But yeah, there's like uh, there's one as well in uh, in even in, within European languages. The, uh, most continental languages don't have a word for bullying, which is something that I read about recently. Like really? bu- bullying is a very unique kind of concept. In English, I suppose it didn't exist. I guess they didn't have bullies the, in, yeah, in Spain. Like, yeah, like the <laughs> term, like the, 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 the idea of being a bully probably didn't exist or something. I don't know. Yeah, just to like coerce someone in that kind of like that kind of meaning of coercion. Like they have coercion so, and like I don't know, like violence and stuff. But mm. as a very specific, like how you'd use the word bully, like as a verb or whatever, it yeah. doesn't exist in uh, in those languages. You yeah, know? very yeah. weird. It's so weird. I it's love like, this, just invent one. Like, I love know? as well when like you learn like like um. Reaver, what the fuck? Reaver's computer. Yeah, 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 I'm so bad at Irish. It's actually embarrassing. It's, it's sad. But uh, like, computer obviously wasn't a fucking word in Irish. Mm. I guess computer wasn't a word in any language, and they just yeah. made up a word for it. Yeah, where'd they get <coughs> Reaver? <coughs> I've no idea. You know, Reaver. What's that about? It's probably two words combined or something. It's like a Televish, You know? Yeah, I know. I didn't even try with that one. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I think someone said that to Darrow Brian on like. A TV show before as oh, well, like Irish, just half Irish words are just like you know, you know, fucking. Uh, you add an oct. Yeah, you add an oct or an all or something like yeah. that, you know. But he's like, like television, like as you're saying, television is a made up word as well. Like where did that come from? Yeah, you know, Irish is just doing the same thing. Televised division. You know, tele television. You know, something about Greek and or Latin or some shit. Seeing and stuff. I don't know etymology. Yeah, it's beyond our scope. Etymology is fucking interesting though. It definitely is, yeah. It's so interesting to find you know. out where words came from. Yeah, schlieveen and all this, you know. <laughs> yeah, schmiggeen. Like, that's, a, that's a new one, yeah, actually. It's, sort of ca- it's catching on, though. I remember recently. I said it to Isabel. I was like, we go for a quick schmiggeen. She's like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't remember this. Oh, shit, no one actually says that except for, like, like I think I think the Canada was, fam, we said it, but, like, that was it. <laughs> did we? I think, I think me and you say it anyway. Yeah, yeah, we say it at least. It's like a... Very, very local dialect. Yeah, extremely local between two people. <laughs> Contained entirely within this room. Or, yeah. But now it's out there. Everyone start using Smiggyin. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's catching on. It's part of um, Vibology. <laughs> it is. It's part of the uh, yeah the teachings. Yeah, the, uh, the underground movement of vi- Vibology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like the Freemasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Fuck All, haven't I haven't, I haven't been, haven't been watching. I, Fair. I've been, I've been dozing. I've been slacking. Uh, I did watch Harry Potter, Harry Potter Six, Harry Potter Deadly Hollows Part One, the penultimate entry into the Harry Potter cinematic uh, series universe. Nice. So I watched that, and it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's similar to what I was reporting uh, with the last two. You know, Order of the Phoenix, Hapla Prince. It's a really average film, but it's, it's like remarkable in how consistently average like that whole. Like they all are. They're all mm. very. They're all very watchable. I. I, I remember we, we talked about it. We talked about this like every few episodes. Harry Potter. Yeah, you did. You, yeah, because you just like dip your toe back in and then you. Yeah, can... yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, remember like, I was raging against the, this one in particular. Deadly mm. Hallows Part One. I remember not liking it. Yeah. Except for the the bank stuff. I remember the bank stuff being pretty cool, and the dragon. The dragon. Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> I watched it a few days ago. <laughs> the dragon. Uh, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the book more, more so than the um, 
than the, the the film. Yeah, you know, like there's a scene where they're all trapped in the cellar, and I really vividly remember how that's described in the book. And then Dobby dies. Spoiler alert! But Dobby dies. Uh, that was that was a scene where I cried reading the book. It's a very emotional. It's 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 such an emotional scene. Yeah. But it's, it's like the it's like the the break. It's like the end of part one. Um. So that is good. That's a good one. You know. I remember um, that one being. Re- is that one really really dark? As in like lit? It's really hard to see what's going on for a lot of it. Yeah. Sort of. It's like Order of the Phoenix. Like there's yeah. The, like the the last act is mostly in darkness, but. There's whole like there's the part where they go to Luna Lovegood's dad's gaff in Ireland, and he's like, "Oh Harry, oh I'll, I'll help you out," and all it's like the worst Irish accent, like, <laughs> and he lives in like this fucking hut. It's like a it's like some sort of pagan hut, and then all the 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 mentors come and like trash it, but that's all very brightly lit. It's like it's in Ireland and stuff. Yeah. So Ireland, yeah. the land of green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's good though. It's good. Yeah. It's 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 cool that they they broke out from the whole school, you know, like mm, um, Hogwarts. Out. Yeah, Hogwarts is it's gone. It's finished. It's not in this because uh, it got taken over by the Nazis or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and Voldemort. Because um, the the school was such like sort of a, it was good. It was like it was vibing stuff, and obviously like the Americans love the whole ideas like oh yeah. it's so cute like british schools and stuff it's like they're just like look boarding look schools little, look at them with their little books and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah but like it was sort of a constraining it's a very very big constraint on the series mm. and as he leaves hogwarts he truly becomes a man yeah you know for for once you know finally harry harry's stepping into some balls. <laughs> yeah, he's growing some balls he's stepping out into the world and actually doing stuff and uh you know ron and hermione start getting they start getting their thing on start getting their thing on but then ron gets jealous and stuff like that and he gets possessed by like a fucking he gets all like, angry and stuff by the ring or the necklace. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, is that a Horcrux as well? Is it? Yeah, they're all Horcrux. Everything's a Horcrux. Everything's a Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not sure what is a Horcrux. I love doing. Uh, yeah, in the last one, they're just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this thing and this thing and this thing that you've already destroyed. They were all Horcruxes, mm. and there's still four more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I always remember that. I always thought that it was seven books that there's like a Horcrux in every one, but there's only this the the diary in, in the first one, the Philosopher's Stone, and then there's there's another one. There's the uh, the journal, the diary. Yeah, from Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. There's another one. I can't remember what it was. Um, I can't remember either. But, and then there's just, there, he's like, yeah, there's four more. <laughs> so you have to go find them before mm-hmm. the end of this book. And uh, One of them is a snake. I remember Neville fucking decapitating that snake. It was sick. Nagini, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sick. Nagini, yeah. And uh, the Sword of Gryffindor. And yeah. the Amulet. Or no, is the amulet Horcrux? It oh, is. Oh, the scar on his head is one as well. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. They're like, where is it? It's like, oh, it's on my head. Oh, it's probably <laughs> Shoot me quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he dies. Well, obviously, that's the next one. But Yeah, he becomes Jesus. Yeah, he becomes Jesus. Like a really a really lame Jesus. He becomes, Shit, Jesus. He becomes like, yeah, like a Blair-eyed Jesus, you know? It's just like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's grand, you know? And uh, then there's the whole Elder One thing. The Deadly Hollows. I sort of forget what their relevance is to the whole plot like the other one the magic cloak and the um, the thing the ring there's a ring as well but I don't know yeah what, what do they do I can't actually remember I know th- I think they're either they're a horcrux combined or something like that it's really powerful I just think they're really powerful yeah Imag- ba- yeah yeah. what does the ring do it gives you control over over death that is the most something like that. bullshit you, power you ever you can <laughs> bring people back from the dead I think that's how Harry comes back from the dead at the end Oh yeah, At the very end. Yeah, imagine being like the most powerful wizard when you're invisible and you can't die, and you got the most powerful wand. Yeah, exactly. That's what Voldemort. He was trying to collect all the fucking 
Infinity Stones. Yeah, the Infinity <laughs> Stones. Snap his yeah, fingers. Yeah. Um, What's Voldemort's overall plan? Like, does he want to take on the Muggles and all? Yeah, he wants to genocide the Muggles. All oh, right. And purify the world. So, you know, it's just he's just Hitler, and the Muggles are Jews, and he's like whatever an Aryan. But you know, that's just the way it is. But like the whole thing, like Harry's like the good guy's solution to this isn't to be like, oh, we should integrate the Muggles. We should not. We should like not break. Yeah, we should break down all the barriers between. Uh, you know, the so-called lessers and the magical world. We should, like, use magic to actually improve the world around us, like the like the many billions of people who aren't wizards in the world. But their solution is to just keep things exactly as they are yeah, and do absolutely nothing. Because, like, you know that, like, with magic, you could definitely, like, solve all war, that world hunger and exactly, shit. Exactly, yeah. Like, you could do that. Yeah, a wizard who doesn't, like, intervene in world hunger is just as bad as Voldemort, you know? <laughs> Harry's worse than Voldemort because he thinks he's doing something something good yeah but at least Voldemort knows that he's a bad person yeah at least he's honest about <laughs> yeah. it you know <laughs> at least he admits that he's a Nazi <laughs> yeah. yeah starving children in Africa Harry's looking the other way at least Voldemort's like you know laughing as it happens you know mm. he's like yes but yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's actually so good yeah, I never even thought about that before yeah what a weird franchise mm. what a fucking weird fucking franchise yeah, there's still another one to go yeah. it's only two hours though so I think it's the shortest yeah, yeah, easily by like half an hour. Yeah, I think the next uh, one as well is two hours, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is fair enough because you know, together they're four hours, and you know the part one, part two. Yeah, it works. You know, which one do you think is better, Deathly Hollows part one or two, or Breaking Dawn part one? What two? was Breaking Dawn part one again? Um, is that where she she becomes a vampire? She becomes a vampire at the end. Yeah. Um, is that uh, where they have the showdown between the wolves and the the vampires? I remember I enjoyed that. Or is that Eclipse? Remember, that's I, Eclipse. That's Eclipse, yeah. Yeah, that's Eclipse. What the fuck happens in... They have sex. In Breaking Dawn. In Breaking Dawn Part 1. Is but then it? they have a better sex scene in Breaking Dawn Part 2. Is that the the bed breaking? Yeah, bed breaking is Part 1. Okay. Part 2 is far, is um, sex by the fire. And like Bella's like, oh, I'm the same strength as you now, so you can go all out. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. Well, it has to be Breaking <laughs> Dawn Part 1. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even a contest. Oh my yeah, god! No, Dobby dies in Breaking Dawn Part One. Exactly. Yeah, nothing too sad. No one know? dies in, in Twilight. Actually, now I think about it. Yeah, they're just like it was all a dream, or like this could have happened. You know, what so, a cop out. Yeah, well, you an know. unbelievable cop out. Um, yeah. Speaking about people dying, let's talk about a film about school shooting. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the dirties. The dirties. What's this about? Have you seen this? I've never seen this. Okay, this is. Like, all right, so The Dirties is directed by this guy. Um, fuck, no, I need to remember his name. I'm thinking about uh, the guys that did... Um, uh, I'm thinking of Bundelhof. The guys that did Bundelhof. I'm trying to... I'm going to say Ma- like Max Williams was his name, but that's not his name. Um, wait, let me look this up real quick. Sorry. The Dirties. Where is it, Where is it on? Uh, I watched it on um, American Shudder. Mm. Um, Shudder's weird. Shudder has like some stuff that like... Is just not. It's like a horror streaming site, but they have a shit that just isn't horror. Um, this isn't horror, no. No, uh, Matt Johnson. That's his name. Matt Johnson. What a what a what a generic. Name. What an inc- <laughs> he did. Um, you know that TV show, uh, Nirvana, the band, the show. No. Okay, well he did that anyway. That's a Vice thing. Um, but he did this. This is his debut film, and it's like the. It is the best debut film I think I've ever seen. Like it's amazing. It's such a good film. Mm. Um, it is about two dudes. Who are making a? If they make films in school, but they're like they're bullied by people. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, one of them 
slowly like begins to lose touch with reality more and more um and then he he does his school shooting but that's at the end of the film like that's like literally the last five minutes of the film and he he shoots two bullies and then there's like this whole thing where he comes up to his mate but anyway it doesn't matter and um, the rest of the film is like <clears throat> really genius use of like found footage because like the entire time when you're watching it you're just like someone like realized that you know uh matt or whatever his name is he's not his name's not matt but i'm just gonna call him matt matt is clearly not doing good like someone mm. needs to intervene here and there's a bit where he like he talks to his mom and he's like mom i think i might be a psychopath and she's just like no you're not you're fine like she just like completely yeah. dismisses what he says and she's uh-huh. like no no you're fine don't worry about it psychopaths are out of touch with reality but this dude literally thinks that he's like in a film mm. and like to the point where he's talking to his friend and he's just like oh we should wear t-shirts to let everyone know when we go into school shooting that like we're uh, we're only here for the bad guys is what he was the shirt that he's wearing yeah so in his head people will be okay with, like oh no he's only here for the bad guys he's not here for us even though he's going on a school shooting yeah like yeah. that's how out of touch with reality is um and it's just a really interesting character study like that um and the use of found like the found footage style is like they're shooting a movie and like they have their friend this third person that like is never mentioned by name he's just a He's just like the he's just the camera guy, but he's never mentioned. Mm. So he's like, our you know, he's always basically watching it, or whatever. But the effect that it has is that like the audience is kind of pulled into the film in a really interesting way, where it's like we're thinking, why is no one doing anything about this? But as the audience, it's like you're not doing anything either, if you know what I mean. Yeah, cause because because right the yeah because the camera guy is like completely passive, mm. like never says anything throughout the entire film um and you're as like you're the passive viewer of this thing yeah and yeah. you're as like as complacent in this as everyone else is mm. and it's really it's it's funny in a lot of ways because like matt and his mate are such fucking losers like it's ridiculous and they make like film references like the moment that i knew i was gonna like the film is at the very start where they're like they're shooting their film whatever um and the two kids come up and the two kids start like telling them about uh, the film that they're the kids. The two kids are going to be making, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're going to make a film. It's called The Dirties." Um, and it's about, he's like explaining everything about the film, and then he's like, "Oh yeah," and then we take the bad guys and we bring them to um, the rectum uh, to kill them or whatever to beat the shit out of them. He's like, "Oh, you ever seen Irreversible?" He says it to the kid, yeah. "You ever see Irreversible?" <laughs> um, and it's just like he does like loads of film references like that, but um, it's really good. It's really it's it's a it's a strange film. It's really intense in a lot in some scenes and really funny in other bits, mm. but like tonally like consistent. Mm, yeah. Um. When's, spe- when's it from? 2012, I think, or 2011. Oh, really? Um. And it does this. It uh, it does this like interesting bit where like, like the plot tells you like, oh, one of these is gonna be a, a shooter, and like it really heavily makes you think that one of them is going to be a school shooter, but then the other one is because one of them is way more bully than the other one. Like he gets a rock chucked at his head. There's a bit where like he accidentally like knocks over some guy's food, and the guy tells him to stand up, and he slaps him, and he just like embarrasses him in front of the entire cafeteria. Uh-huh. And it's like he's definitely going to be the one, and he's not. It's actually the guy that isn't really that badly bullied. But he's the one that's way more into films and is way more into nah. the idea of making films mm. and lose his touch with that. And they make some really um, uh, interesting points, or not like interesting points, but like I, I'm convinced that this must have happened. Like, there's no way that like 
this might not be based this isn't like completely based on fiction where there's a bit where he goes to a library and he asks for the blueprints to a school and they just give it to him straight away and, yeah. he's, and he walks out and he's like man I didn't have to show my student card or anything they just gave it to me <laughs> like yeah uh, and like from that he's able to like make his plan of what he's going to do and everything to make sure that he like gets the people that he wants to get and everything uh-huh. um, is, is that uh, that's Columbine isn't it like, I'm pretty sure that happened with Columbine yeah because they did because uh, they did the whole uh, they videoed the whole thing as well yeah like their, their video diaries I think they're actually available to watch like you can see them planning it and all mm. and like what they're going to do and uh, how they like how they went about it. They had like a a message for people afterwards, like explaining why they did it and stuff. Uh, but That's they ex- so fucked up. they expected to kill way more people than they did. Like they had a bomb set underneath the uh, cafeteria or like mm. above it or something, and it didn't go off. So like all the people they killed were actually like sort of secondary kills. Like the attack that they actually carried out was like sort of Plan B. Yeah, if Plan A had gone ahead. Like would have been oh, you know. Creepy. Very uh, creepy. I had that photo. Did you ever see the school photo of them? Like the CCTV? Like no, like they're like the there's like a photo of like their entire year or something, and yeah. they're in the top right, like left hand corner, and they're like pointing like finger yeah, guns at the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, those lo- those lads are fucking weird. Jesus, they, they were, f- yeah, they're mad into films as well. I think. Yeah, oh yeah, I think they're okay because they remember people blamed Doom or something when Columbine happened. They're like, oh. Violent video games is what causes this to happen, but like obviously not. There's bigger issues, mm. um, because uh, when I, because like you know when you're watching like a, like it's like elephants. You ever see elephants? Like the the, the new school, one, the school no. shooting one, not the Northern Ireland one. Um, Gus von Sant is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He did that one. I remember seeing that one, and that's really, really disturbing. But like half of that film like is the school shooting nearly or like half an hour of it is so like yeah obviously that's really fucking disturbing but the dirties does it more uh impactfully i guess or more effectively mm. because like you you don't there's no like dwelling on the violence if you know what i mean yeah like yeah. it's everything beforehand um and like elephant is probably like it's more elephant is more disturbing film in some ways, I guess you know, Elephant is definitely the more disturbing film, um, because you see the violence. But I think the dirties would hit you harder because you see all the telltale signs beforehand way more. And like an Elephant, I think Elephant takes place, I think the day before and the day after, whereas the dirties is like months beforehand, and you can see mm, like the descent. No one is doing anything about this, and it's so obvious that it's gonna happen. Like mm. he literally like there's a bit where like um. He like walks out of the school and like some uh, some kid bullies him or something and he turns around and he's like I'm gonna be back here tomorrow and I'm gonna shoot you and, like he tells him straight up and the guy's uh-huh. like yeah whatever like doesn't believe him he's like I oh, know mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and he's like yeah yeah sure whatever and the other guy's like shut the fuck up man come on let's go yeah because yeah. the other guy doesn't even believe that he's gonna do it either it's yeah. fucked Jesus yeah school shootings like they're sort of out of uh, off season though aren't they now back yeah. then obviously they're huge. Yeah, well, I imagine it's because they're not in school. Yeah, know? true, yeah. no one's in school. Yeah. It's weird. It's really... It's, uh, a strange phenomenon altogether, you know? It's a horrifying phenomenon. It's so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, school shootings, like... Yeah. Like, and it's such a foreign concept to us yeah, as well. Yeah, like, how would a child get a gun? Yeah. You know? He gets a gun real easily. Like, they show you how he gets, he gets it off his mm. cousin. His cousin just gives it to him. Yeah, like, that's insane. Mm. You know? Unthinkable, really. It is, yeah. And I feel like with... I remember watching there's like this short animated thing that was on Netflix um, and I just knocked it on I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was like a school shooting thing and I, and I knocked it on I was watching it 
and uh, it was like this like really nice animation or whatever and then like, it was obvious that the kid that the, the child had died but like you don't find out what it is and then all of a sudden she's going to school and then she walks into the gates and there's a big American flag and immediately I was like oh she died in a school shooting like immediately yeah. I knew what it was yeah. even though I, the description actually does explain what it is like it says in the description what it is but I didn't read the description and in a way like this is gonna sound fucking awful but like the impact of it wasn't as strong then because I was like, oh, right, it's just a, it's just a school shooting story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds really fucked up, but, like, I've seen so yeah. many, like, there's <laughs> so many stories like that, and it's, I think The Dirties does it really interestingly because it's a, it's a, it's a school shooting story, but it's done in a different way, and it makes it more effective because of that. Mm. Like, once you see Elephant, you don't need to see any other school shooting thing. Like, the, you don't need to watch anything else mm. from, like, in that that genre uh, that's not the right word you know what I mean yeah that's genre yeah yeah, yeah but yeah they're all like those films or that just stick. they're all kind of they're all the same they all have the same message yeah they just stick like it could be a school shooter film it could be you know about terrorist attacks all those films are basically the same yeah and they all do the same thing you're supposed to like ah oh, poor people you know yeah but like you know at the end of the day it's just it's just a screen you know it's just it's just like it's just violence that happens on like if you have to be like in their head mm-hmm. and like understand what's going on and start asking questions about why and stuff like that. It has to make you make you engage with yeah. it. Yeah. And I like, think that's it, what the dirties does. Yeah, yeah. If it's just violence then you're just it's just like a guttural response and you, you you can't control that and there's no you know, you just you just move on afterwards. Yeah, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't. Wanna, I I feel really bad saying this because I feel like the directors or something of that short might have actually you know experienced. Yeah, like it's really, yeah. I feel like you know yeah, we're, I, so, we're sort of being a bit brash. Yeah, we're yeah. being really. I don't need to be like really like <laughs> really mean, really mean and rude about it or anything. Like it is, but like, it's, it's it's true. It's, it's it, horrifying. This, this, is this, pure, this is pure aesthetics. We're not talking about morality yeah. here. You know, the aesthetics of it. You know, you do better. You know, mm. start asking questions. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, that was grim. <laughs> yeah, well, it could but be the dirties is good. You yeah, watch the dirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. The dirties is good and like sounds good and the characters are like so realistic as well. Like the two dudes, like uh, what did I say? His name was Matt Jackson. No, that's not Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. <laughs> uh, Matt Johnson. He like directed it and he he's the he's the star in it as well. He is so good. Like he is so fucking believable as this like just this this dude or whatever. Like the way that he talks and the way he makes all these jokes is really really realistic. Mm. Um. And it's good. I recommend it. And it's short. It's in like 85 minutes or something. Yeah, I really wanted to watch it, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. I will give you my Shudder logins and you can use the VPN. Yes. <laughs> and Shudder's got loads of stuff on it. You, you've denounced Shudder and then like recommended it multiple yeah, times. because they don't add things, but the stuff that they, that they do have is good. Mm. You like they have, um, they have The Devils on it. The Ken Russell film. Ah, really? And they have... Some other stuff. They've the Irish one is fucking terrible. The Irish one, the UK one is so fucking bad. Mm. But there's an American one and there's a New Zealand one and they have magic on it. The New Zealanders. Yeah, the New Zealanders, man. They got they, they, they got have, the, they have all the French extremity films on that one. They have it easy over there. Like we have to compete with fucking, you know, the UK and America splitting up like the territories are all the same. They have to split them up in different different channels. Over there it's just Australia and New Zealand. They all it's all available. Mm-hmm. It's all there, you know. Scum. It's so scum. Like, yeah, why can't there just be a Euro- like, European version? Like, all the copyright, all that fucking trademark bullshit. It's all the same for Europe, and you can have a massive library because yeah. of that. Yeah. It's like, wh- so annoying. Why isn't there... St- I saw a tweet, and I was like, why isn't there, st- there just an app called Movies with every movie in it? 
I was thinking that like it's just like, <laughs> like just divide it up amongst the, the big yeah. six or whatever. Just divide it amongst them. Like yeah, yeah. whoever has the most movies, right? You get the percentage of that much. Yeah, that's what things will be like in the future. A future utopia will have an app with it's called movies. Mm-hmm. There's an app called music. Has every every song yeah. ever written, ever recorded. And then, like, an app called Books, which has every book ever written. Because, like, you know, right, so... It could be done. It could be done. So, if you have Netflix and you have... Right, so Netflix is, what, 15 quid or something? A tenner? It's like a tenner, isn't it? Yeah. 10, 10, 15 quid? Mm. So, that's a tenner a month. Then you got Spotify. That's another tenner. That's 20... Well, actually, no, I'll just do films. So, you got... If you want to have, like, all the apps and you don't even have everything... You don't have everything. You don't have everything. You got, like, a lot of crossover. So, movie for all the weird shit, is like seven quid a month. Uh, Disney Plus is now a tenner a month. Netflix is, is a it? tenner a month. Yeah, and Disney went up in price. But it didn't, go, it didn't go up in price for us, though, because we uh-huh. had it before the cutoff point. Okay. Uh, so then you have... What else is there? Um, Netflix, tenner. Now TV. Now TV, which is 15 quid. Something insane. 30 quid if you want everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and more if you want sports as well. Yeah. Like At the end of the day, like if I had a, one app and had everything on it, I pay like fifty quid a month for that easy. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm already paying. Because you're probably already paying that for like all the separate apps. Yeah, yeah. Fifty quid a month. You know. Actually, they could they could charge even more for that. They could charge a hundred quid a month, and people pay that. I would pay that. Yeah. If you had everything, yeah. I'd pay a hundred quid for that easily. Yeah, yeah. It would be worth it. You know. How much is like a Sky like subscription? Ah, uh, that's like fifty quid a month, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Just just for Sky, and what do you get in Sky? Cricket, rugby. Soccer, a little, some soccer games. Yeah, some soccer games. Um, and then a news channel. That's it. Yeah. You know, well, you get you know, obviously your movies and stuff. But the movies is like, you know. The movies are shy. The mo- yeah, it's really hit and miss and stuff. And like in the age of streaming, like I want to pick what I'm watching. Like I don't want the TV anymore to choose yeah. these films. That, like, the I just power don't of the watch. consumer, yes. Yeah. I don't watch The Hangover Part 3. I'm sorry, I just don't want to watch yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want to talk about Plan 9 from Outer Space. Ed Wood's masterpiece. Oh, man, it's a masterpiece. Let mm. me tell you that. Um, so, yeah, a few weeks ago, uh, I watched uh, Ed Wood, like the Tim Burton film. Turned out Ed Wood, I said like he seemed like a really cool dude. He was not really that cool of a dude. He was an alcoholic and he was really, really abusive to his wife. So yeah. it, was, it was the 50s. <laughs> it was, and he was not doing good. <laughs> um, Plan 9 from Outer Space, his magnum opus, his masterpiece. Wow, it's good. Like I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, I remember. I watched this in Ty. Like it's good, a like long it's time awful, ago, yeah. but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The aliens and all. It's renowned as the worst film ever made. Like I think, like if we were talking about this, like objectively, mm. this is the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like objectively speaking, this is the worst film I've ever seen. But if we're like in terms of like you know the filmmaking techniques, because man, I do not understand how Ed Wood like wrote the script to this and he's like yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah. like, there's a scene where a general and a soldier have a conversation about how they were just shooting at a spaceship and then within the same scene the general just goes like oh they'll be back or whatever and then the soldier goes like who'll be back and he's like the aliens and he's like we weren't shooting at aliens we were shooting at the clouds even though literally 30 seconds beforehand mm. they were talking about the two of them were talking about how they were shooting at aliens and how they're going to take over the world. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, what was the budget? I want to know that. You know, was it an independent film or what? According to the Tim Burton film, um, he like scammed a bunch of the Baptists into making the film with them. So he had a budget, like 
He had a bit of a budget. And he just fucked it up. Oh man, it's not even like he fucked it up. He's just incompetent at making films. Like, he was just he's like he's just a bad filmmaker. A oh, poor guy, like king, but like bad filmmaker. It's just like I don't even like with with like films like this. Like I don't really give a shit about like the special effects or whatever. Because like you know whatever the they're bad, yeah. but like you know whatever. But man, the dialogue in this film, holy fucking shit, it is ridiculous. Yeah, we had a. Uh... When we were doing drama in TY, I was going to do, a, like, a, we were supposed to do, like, dialogue. Like, do, like, a scene. Mm-hmm. Pair off and do do a scene. I was going to do a Plan 9. That's but like, But I had a, I picked one of the scenes that I thought was really funny. But before I got up, I was just like, this is just going to sound, ret- like, retarded. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, so I just, I just aborted the whole, I was like, no, I don't want to do it, miss. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss McLaughlin, I can't do it. Yeah, it's me, me and Louie, God bless it was just bizarre, you know. Oh but it's God. hilarious. It's hilarious. hilarious you know? And it's on YouTube. But, like, I just don't understand how it was written. Because, like, even in terms of, like, the actors, surely someone would have said to him, this line makes no sense. Yeah. This is a bit where, like, at the start of the film, where, uh, like, it's like a presenter talking to, you, to like, the audience or whatever. Um, and he's like, these events happen in the future. And he says something along, he says something along the lines of, like, the future... Oh man, I actually can't. It's actually yeah. so badly written that I can't remember how he phrases it. Future is now. He says like the future will, uh, the future will come at you and affect you in the future. Like that's that's like basically. He's not. He's not wrong. The future will he's come and it will affect you in the future. Is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did you write this? Yeah. yeah. Like, mad. if I tried to write dialogue this bad, I actually couldn't. It, it sounds like a child, you know. A child wrote it, but at the same time, like children could probably write better than that, you know. One hundred percent. Like, there's definitely there was something going on there, like, you know, like what was he actually doing? What was his problem? I have no you idea. Know, what was he up to? There's obviously some sort of shady things involved, because back in the fifties, obviously, it was a big deal to make a film. He mm. scammed all those people. He did it time and time again as well. He made multiple <laughs> films. <laughs> How? I have no idea. Uh, I think he just found the funding and then he just made his terrible films. We need to do that. Yeah, we just need to... Yeah. <laughs> just scam people. Just scam people. <laughs> and make terrible films. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so weird. And there's, like, bits where, like, actors will, like, stumble over their words, but they just keep going. Like, it's like, would you not have just caught and just, like, done a retake? Yeah. But, like, again, I think it's... I think it has to do with budget where, like, we have, like... We are not wasting this budget at all on retakes. Like, yeah, one yeah. take and we're done. Yeah, we've only five feet of film left. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Just keep shooting. Yeah. And there's, best. like, loads of, like, um, continuity errors where, um, like, there'll be, like, a shot reverse shot. But the shot reverse shot is one is in daytime and the other one's in, at night. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, shot reverse shot like that. It's like, ah, But the, in, in the Ed Wood, uh, Tim Burton film, like the way that they say is like he was just like oh no no one will notice that's fine don't worry about it like that's not what's important important about making movies making movies is about or like watching movies is about the experience of the story or whatever it's not about the technical aspects which is admire which is admirable and there is some truth to that but Jesus fucking Christ there's like a level there's like a level to it that you have to pass at the very least yeah that sounds like something like Tarkovsky would say and you'd be like that's that's so that's so true Tarkovsky yeah. but then obviously it's Ed Wood saying it. 
and he made that. Yeah, he's Tarkovsky just, made Planet Nine from Outer Space, but like, yeah, I'm all there. Like, Whoa, it's, like, <laughs> it's so profound. It's, it's, it's epic theater, man. But put to the fucking big screen, like you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Put, the, put the film. <laughs> it's reducing the aesthetic distance between the film and the audience. You don't get it, bro. You don't get it, bro. It's you just a, don't get it because like you, as an audience member, you could be watching this at nighttime or at daytime, and it accommodates both. <laughs> <laughs> it's yin and yang, man. It's Eastern philosophy. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> you don't do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Ed Wood just sitting there on set and be like, I don't get it. He's like, you don't do yoga, man. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't get it, you pleb. He's like, take this DMT and you'll understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like a Gaspar Noe film. <laughs> mm. Yeah, what a king. And then it's like messaging at the end is so fucking confusing. There's like... So because humans have created the nuke mm. the aliens are terrified that they're gonna find out about some sort of like sun rays or some shit and the way they explain it is so fucking bad it's unbelievable it's so hard to understand what they actually mean but it's like these sun rays that when you explode one cell of the sun ray like all the cells of the sun ray will explode and it'll like blow up across like the sun the un- it will explode the sun but wherever the sun light reaches it will explode those rays of light which will then explode whatever other light rays are hitting that and then like basically you'll destroy the whole universe and i was sitting there and i was like <laughs> what? <laughs> what and the way they explain it is like they talk about gasoline but it makes no sense like they use Gas- gasoline gas- like to explain it and it makes no sense <laughs> That sounds like the plot to the next Christopher Nolan film, yeah? <laughs> the sun will explode. You're going to explode light, man. Yeah, put- light will explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It may- I'm like, it's really, really confusing. And not not much happens in the film. You're like, what? how is this film 80 minutes? <laughs> yeah, what's the plan nine? Is that... Plan nine That's is... the alien's plan. Plan right? nine is that the aliens are going to raise the dead. This is also another confusing aspect of the film, right? So, <laughs> wait, 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 right. wait, wait, wait. So, plan nine is <laughs> that the aliens are going to raise the dead so that humans know that the aliens exist. But there are moments in the film where the aliens talk and like one of the aliens gets punished because he let the humans know that the aliens exist. Plan nine is that you let the humans know that you exist but they're trying to not let the humans know that they exist. They're tr- trying to hide from the humans, but they also want to let them know. Yeah. So what? So they're trying to raise the dead. So a zombie apocalypse, and they're like, and humans are running around going, oh my God, it's a zombie apocalypse. Oh my God, it's aliens. And, and the aliens are like, how did they not know we're here? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's also, um, uh, I only know this, I'm assuming, I'm, I don't know, I'm assuming this is like truth, because there are shots of Bela Lugosi in this film but Bella Lugosi was dead at this stage, and Ed Wood had footage of him oh. from another film. So he used it in this film. Spooky. But there is a character who is basically Dracula, but he never shows his full face because he's meant to be Bella Lugosi, but he never shows his face. So he's like, I can't, like, this is a this is an audio medium, so you're not going to understand what I mean. But, like, he has, like, his cloak up against his nose. Yeah. And he's like, like Dracula does. Mm. He's walking around like that. And you're just watching, and you're just like, that's just so obviously not Bella Lugosi. Why did you even do this? Like, why? Yeah, what's the need for Bella Lugosi in this? Edward was friends with Bella Lugosi. Yeah, but what was he to do with aliens? Like? He's one of the undead. Oh. But, like, oh, it's basically. So he's in this because he's 
he's already dead, so it's like a tribute to him. They had footage of him walking out of his house, and they basically set up a character that becomes one of the undead, but he's never named. He's just the man, and oh. like, it's just awful. It just makes no sense. It's so it's like really hard to explain because it makes no sense. Yeah. Oh my god the logic behind this film is like out there the uh, the logic behind this film is from outer space honestly <laughs> it's alien maybe it is maybe he was an alien yeah maybe he was he's trying to tell us yeah. something yeah. <laughs> he's like why don't they don't how Why do they not how get they this? Not understand <laughs> this it's right in so front of you. obvious <laughs> um and even the story behind the fact that it's called plan nine from outer space because it was meant to be called the grave robbers or something mm. um yeah, but like that, yeah. but the they're like Baptists or whatever didn't like the name of that because they're like it's sacrilegious so he called it Plan 9 from Outer Space that makes more sense <laughs> <laughs> people will love that <laughs> oh, Plan 9 as well like, what, yeah. what happened in the other 8 yeah. plans <laughs> <laughs> yeah the person looking at that and like the fucking the bill in the theatre they're like what? Plan 9 where was I, Where have I been like the past 8 years but I want to know what the other 8 were like what, what yeah, were yeah. the other 8 yeah, yeah, attempts yeah. like that didn't work yeah <laughs> yeah what were the aliens they're like nah that's stupid like, nah nah I like, can't believe World War 2 ended up like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah to different plans yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like that's you know that scene in um, in uh, the Simpsons movie and it's just like uh you can pick the three options. It's like, I choose plan C. And it's like, do you know what I want to read? It's like, I came here to lead, not to read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plan C. <laughs> yeah, plan 9. Stick it on. Just do it. Let's go, guys. Oh, God. Yeah, what a what an amazing fucking mess. What a trip. What a trip. Uh, oh, we'll take a trip to outer space as well. A bit of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. How are you? How are you getting on? How are you doing, Scooby-Doo? Yeah, Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. Um, is it called Alien Invasion or Alien Invaders? It's actually called the Alien Invaders. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get that either. No. Till, till I, thought called, I thought it was called Alien Invasion. I watched this thing. Yeah, because there's like, yeah, well, there's there's fake aliens and there's real aliens. It's very confusing. This is like, I think this is is this the second one? This in is the, the second one. Yeah, this is just after Zombie Island, which aesthetically makes way more sense because Cyber Chase was like way less budget. Like that was not as like, I don't know how to describe it. Like less premium. Yeah, that's premium, I guess. Well, this, like, this is mad cartoony as well. Like. Yeah, but Zombie Island had like an edge to it and like darkness, and this one kind of has that. But then Cyber Chase is like really, really bright the entire way through. If you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has that sort of element of mystery at the start, but then it just turns into like a Scooby Doo. Yeah, it just turns. Into it Scooby-Doo. just t- turns into an episode of Scooby. And then all of a sudden, there's actual aliens. Yeah, but actual, they're not the actual, bad guys. <laughs> yeah, they're actually the good guys. It's actually pretty hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a long story. Because yeah. <laughs> I was watching it, because I had this one on, on video, and uh-huh. I was watching it, and I was like, I remember this, but I don't remember, I remember there's real aliens, but I can't remember who the aliens are. Mm, mm. And then all of a sudden, the like girl, Shaggy's girlfriend and her dog showed up, and I was like, oh yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. I remembered Crystal. And I remember like the weird thing Scooby and like Amber had. Yeah. There's Amber, the, the, the dog, the counterpart. And they fall in love. But, like, the whole thing is they're, near, they're in Roswell, based. Or, no, they're not in Roswell. They're, they're just in the middle of a desert. Yeah, they're in the middle of, like, Nevada. Beside a thing called Sal, the search for alien life forms, which is based on SETI, you know, search for extraterrestrial intelligence, which is obviously real. But they get... Shaggy and Scooby get abducted by aliens. But then they meet, like, these two... Uh, this girl and this girl dog. This hot girl and her and her, and her, owner, ho- her, and her ho- owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they fall in love or whatever. 
And then they meet up the next day at the diner and they're talking to the gang. They're like, they're like completely love struck. And that song is really good. The the groovy song. Yeah. It's slightly creepy though. It is. It's like, so the, creepy. There's a shaggy baby and stuff. That's and there's, horrendous. There's puppies. <laughs> it's so weird. So groovy. Yeah, it is. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that one is. It's definitely like that sort of. It sort of like explains that the tone shift from Zombie Island into into God, Alien Invaders. It's just like so ridiculous. But yeah, it is a bit of a, a bit of a bop. Yeah, not that on the gap party. Yeah. <laughs> Day one lockdown's over. Not that yeah, on. Empty out the game. <laughs> Social distancing, please. But um, yeah, and then they're in the diner and they don't want food, and everyone's like, "Oh, what's what's wrong with you guys?" They're like lovesick, and. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're, we're abducted by aliens as well. <laughs> it's like an afterthought, <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, and they follow this old guy back to his gaff, and he's like, he's like, he promises that he has pictures of aliens. And it turns out he just, he's he, he's a painter, and he paints pictures Pretty of... good paintings, to be fair. <laughs> the paintings are good, but, like, he's just, like, a wind-up merchant. And yeah. he's, he's not really into film for any good reason. He's just <laughs> some crazy He dude. just sort of hangs out with the gang for some reason. And, um... Yeah, various things happen, and it eventually becomes clear that um, that there are aliens buzzing about on segways who are eight feet tall and stuff like that. But they are actually employees of uh, the Sal operation who are actually digging for gold somewhere in the mountains. Yeah, it's like it's, it's so it gets, convoluted. It gets really com- it gets really com- complicated. Like, and they have like a uh, fake government agents, and for a second, the girl. Crystal is also a government agent, but then that's all completely false. It's like it actually is. It's actually pretty hard to g- explain, yeah. you know. I, yeah, because like I thought it was going one direction, and then it's like because I completely, I only remembered up to about like the the groovy song. Really, <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I just blacked out for the rest of the film from there. The, um, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Because like when I was watching, I was like, "Who the fuck is the aliens in this?" Because I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember who who it was. And then they make it like the, as soon as you meet the 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 satellite crew or whatever and their shoes are dirty like oh yeah they're the aliens like it's really obvious from that point mm. but like up until that point i was like i can't remember who the fuck the aliens are because they hint at like it could be loads of different people they set that up really well yeah yeah like because you think it might be the the diner people surge surge and dotty yeah yeah because they're, they're, they're funny they're like what the fuck are these doing here or whatever yeah. and you're like oh is it them but like why because surge is like why are they hanging around so long mm. uh, and you're like oh is it surge but then it's not surge but um there's also that native american dude and i was like oh god this is <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah this really aggressive native american dude that's just like picking flowers <laughs> yeah 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 that is a weird one <laughs> yeah no because i remember because the first scene is um they're like sitting in their like fucking uh, Sal facility thing, and they're listening to the stars. And the, the the guy walks in, like just by the face, I was like, he's the alien. <laughs> so I was like, he says that like, and the way he talks, he's like, hey guys, you ready ready to? Uh, yeah, he looks like Randall from yeah, Recess. Yeah, that, he's that kind of vibe. I was like, he's the alien. It's like this is so obvious, but uh, yeah, they do set it up. There's a lot of red herrings and stuff. Yeah, for a second, I was like, was it Surge? I had this idea in my head. That yeah, that was Surge for a second. Yeah, yeah. But and then you're like, oh, could it be the Native American? And you're like, there's no way that they're, they're yeah, going that they route. They wouldn't do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then, that was... That was just, not okay. <laughs> yeah. For a second, I thought it was going to be uh, that Crystal actually was a government agent. And there's just going to be about, like, the style people trying to justify uh, continuing mm. the search for extraterrestrial life by, like, pretending to be aliens. But No, it's way more stupid than that. Yeah, that would actually make more sense. <laughs> it's way more stupid they're, than that. They're digging for, they found a vein of gold and... The aliens are to distract the townspeople 
or something like that. The aliens don't really. It's not the really aliens, clear why the aliens are there to distract the townspeople from the local the, yokels from the says. from the mining that's going on. But I don't understand why that was necessary at all because surely. Like, they're just mining for gold or whatever. Like, how yeah. loud is that? <laughs> and Plus, they have guards. And they have guards. Yeah. And, like, like the aliens only come out at night. So, are two, are two people going out, like... I guess it is. It must be, like, two people are going out to be aliens at night. But then there's a shot in the street of them. But anyway, so some of them go out... Who's this as, third alien? Some of them go out as aliens at night. While, I guess, the, the fake government agents go in and mine for gold... Yeah, I don't know. It I don't know how it works. Even the fact that even the helicopter is like, well, the, surely it was just sound like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end, they 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 explain their plan. They capture the gang and they explain every single detail of their plan, like down to the smallest. It's so stupid. It, it it's makes so no precise. Sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it's pretty funny, you know. Yeah, it is. And there's actual aliens. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, Crystal. Crystal really is far out, man. Yeah, she. Yeah, and the whole the whole reason she's dressed like a hippie is because. The alien civilization she comes from has only received... It's like 30 light years away, so it's only received messages from Earth that were recorded in the 60s. So she I thinks, think he liked that point. That was cool, yeah, mm. yeah. The whole kind of time dilation thing, yeah. Yeah, she's only received... And the, she's only received the messages from, like... The 60s, years, yeah. And then they're like, who dresses like that? And they just look at Shaggy, and he's yeah. like, it's a timeless look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I think he says, don't mess with a classic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this inspired me then to because i think we mentioned off podcast about like how there's a c or there's a series um of scooby-doo and they do a lovecraft episode so i was like oh i'm gonna find that i'm Mm. gonna watch it and i didn't watch the whole thing i only watched the start of it but it's called it's called like the shrieking man or something it's got a really weird name and it's from the i think it's from 2012 to 2014 is when it's shown um on cartoon network wherever the fuck it was um, but this is a really different um, series as opposed... It's not episodic. There's a continuing story throughout mm. each episode. This is where they have big eyes. Kind, yeah. They're more cartoonish. Yeah, they're way more cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's called uh, HP Hatecraft, I think he's called, or something like that. Very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> really, really subtle. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a mini Cthulhu that's going around. Ah, uh, yeah. But the reason why I, brought, I want to bring this up is... I didn't watch the full episode. I only watched like five minutes of it. Is... Um, like they're all going to this college or whatever and they've been separated for some, whatever reason and um fred says to his dad he's like yeah things have been really awkward in the group since uh shaggy and velma broke up and i sat there and was like what? What? wait what <laughs> what <laughs> no so no yeah nah that's no no one ever thought that no, no one ever did that like no it was always at most it was fred and daphne at most or velma and daphne <laughs> yeah that's it, you know. Maybe Fred and Shaggy, but or Shaggy and Scooby. You yeah, know? Shaggy and Scooby is <laughs> definitely what's going on. Yeah, it's like Shaggy and Velma. That was never a thing. And Daphne's really, really rich. She's from a really rich family. Mm, yeah, she was always a bit of a yeah, bougie, bougie bitch, bougie bitch. But um, it looks like a really interesting show. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Um, you know, interesting that they'd go that direction for a kid show because people yeah. read who read Lovecraft obviously aren't going to be watching or for the most part yeah. I suppose there's like Tumblr people that would have been like into both you know yeah uh, you know that's a subset of people that's, there's definitely a fandom out there yeah tentacle uh, Scooby porn or something like that real 34 oh, kind of thing you know that's a thing definitely yeah Um, 
But I might. I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it. I know I'm not gonna watch it. But like you know, I'm saying it now. I, I have an interest in watching it. Um. Mm, because the 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 whole like, uh, plot of it is that like they're the mystery gang from a camera. It's called like Crystal. It's called Crystal Lake. It's not called Crystal Lake because that's the Friday Thirteenth. It's something like that though. It's like Crystal Cove. I think they're called. Mm. Is where they're from. But there was a mystery gang from Crystal Cove beforehand, but they went missing. And they're trying uh, to find out what happened to them. That's but then, cool. It's a cool setup. It's a cool setup. Yeah. So there's an overarching story. And there's two seasons. Mm. Overarching story, but also episodic. But there's a story. It's kind of like X-Files, I guess. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Sounds so, really good, you know. And the fact that they're using... Like, obviously, Scooby-Doo is just all tropes. Yeah. And they're you know, incorporating different tropes from different parts of the horror canon, you know. Mm. Obviously making it... I don't know, like, what the tone is. Like, teenagers or, or kids. They're teenagers in this one. So it's like, it's for... It's like all grown up, you know, you know that Rugrats oh, yeah, show. Yeah, that Rugrats show. That was Holy for teens. shit, I forgot about that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's for teens that just did not fucking watch it because like I'm not watching Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that'd be interesting. I think it's because it feels like it probably came out after Gravity's Rainbow or not Gravity's Rainbow, uh, Gravity Falls. I was like <laughs> gravity, <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the Pinchoni and children's cartoon. That would be something though. It's featuring Scooby Doo. They could do yeah, it. They could that, do that, it. That could work. They could, they could do that it. Could definitely work. But uh, from Gravity Falls, which was like a Twin Peaks kind of kid show, but Scooby Doo seems like it could have been trying that, but doing something different would have been an interesting, mm, interesting combo. You should watch Gravity Falls. Yeah, I, I think just, you'd like it. I've never got to it. I started uh, Evangelion. Oh yes, what do you think? I only watched one episode, but yeah. it's like it's it's very intriguing. Yeah, know? I've heard it's good. I haven't watched it. But yeah, it's just like Evangelion. Evangel, yeah, Evangelion. It's very. It's like it's just well. It's just w- way more well written than uh, I don't know because I'm not an anime guy. Like I'm not initiated in that that kind of thing. But it's like I haven't watched an anime in ages. I need to get it back in. <laughs> yeah, it was so well written compared to like um, cartoons, I suppose yeah. in general, and even just TV shows in general. But I suppose it's like one of the the best TV shows of all time, apparently. So the standard is very high. Yeah, but, uh, I haven't got past the first episode yet. Am I joining you on this trip? Yeah, they're very short, so it's handy. And it's like existential as well. Yeah, they're talking about uh, Nietzsche and stuff. That's and, and Freud, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So fair play to them, you know. We we'll get on to it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. We'll take a break. Let's do it. Let's go. So stemming on from um, Scooby Doo, Aliens. What do you think, Mark? They're definitely real. They're, they're definitely out there. Real. They're out there. They're definitely out there. They're not mining gold. But maybe they are. In some other planet? Some other world. Like, what would they want, you know? What would they want? Why would they come here, you know? Yeah, why the fuck would you come here? There's nothing here. Well, like, there's us. Yeah. We're cool. We're not that special. <laughs> we're cool, like, you know. Well, like, we're pretty special in the in solar system, you know? Yeah, they're like, oh, look at this, the one life in the solar system. The, yeah. The eons beyond, behind us, but, like, you know. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like, if I found, like, a planet of monkeys or whatever, a planet of the apes, mm. a hypothetical planet of the apes, I'd be like, this is so cool. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, I'm fucking colonizing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send me, fucking, yeah, drop me in there, like. But then maybe, like, there's all these theories that maybe life evolves beyond, that even, like, our form as humans right now is just, like, a... Like a transitory state, like a onto the like, next thing. Yeah, a vessel for uh, from which intelligence, like the the whole sort of life force of intelligence, perpetuates itself, and that our only goal in life, biologically, is to perpetuate 
you know, the stuff up here, the brain. And all. Mm. So maybe the, the more efficient way of uh, perpetuating itself might be through robots or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then maybe the aliens are robots, like Transformers. So Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think... Um like Interstellar is a pretty good movie. There's like I've like you know it's it's pretty good. But one of the best aspects of it, I think, is like the aliens talking to you know us in Interstellar are, are actually us in the future, but we've we've transcended the third dimension. I've gone into the fourth dimension or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. which is like that's like um kind of two thousand one vibes, isn't it? Two thousand one kind of ends on that note, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That we've. We all turn into babies. Turn into babies you turn and into, pods. Yeah, turn into the star child. And the star child is a totally new <laughs> it's a totally new form of uh, of being, you know? Mm. So But it's like it is it's it is a thing, you know. Linear time. It's all kind of complete figment of our imagination, you know. Especially yeah. history, conceive of history right now. Like you can only conceive sort of a thousand years in the past. What was before that, we don't know. We don't know that we don't know what was who built Newgrange any more mm-hmm. than we would know. Who built a city that will be here, you know, a thousand years from now? Yeah. We can't see it. The, the only difference is we can see Newgrange, but we don't know anything more about it than, you know, Neo Dublin. Yeah, Neo Dublin. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a fucking crazy concept, especially when, when you think about time just being an obstacle, the next obstacle that we have to overcome. Like, before, but like, you know, Back in monkey days, it's like, geez, when we learn how to fly, when we learn how, to, learn fly, how to fly, I, mean, I missed that one altogether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we have the ability to, you know, to fly or whatever, because like flight, imagine like you can get to the other side of the world in like you know a few hours, as opposed to weeks of fucking mm, traveling of traveling. Boats. But like with, with true flight, you can make it at no bother, like in a couple of hours. But then, then, and that's just like that's like land distance. But then the next obstacle in that, you know, is it isn't the ocean. And it mm. isn't like, you know, well, actually, I guess the next obstacle is like the ocean between planets, if you know what I mean. Like, mm, it takes space. us it takes us months to travel that distance. But like, you know, eventually we'll, we'll find a new efficient way that'll do it even quicker. Wormholes. Wormholes. But like, that's using, I guess that is using time then. Yes, yeah, it's just bending time. Yeah, bending time to make it move quicker. Because mm, you can like, time's like a thing, isn't it? It's like matter. Yeah. You know? Which yeah. is weird. Yeah, ever hear like white holes, like the reverse of black holes? No. Where, uh, you know the way black holes suck things in? Yeah. Like everything everything sucked in? Yeah. White holes, everything explodes out. Oh, I think I have heard about this. Yeah, but like, where is it coming from? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's the thing, you know? Like dark energy, dark matter. Like yeah. what? what is that? No one knows. All it is is uh, they're like one plus one equals three. This doesn't match our models. So... We have to assume that there's another one somewhere in that, that mm. equation. And that's what, the, like, we don't know anything about it. we can't it. see it. We can't see it. We don't know why it's there, but it's there. And, uh, you know, eventually we'll figure out, I assume, why it is there. And then we'll be like, whoa, those people back in 2020 were fucking apes. Or 2021. Those, those people were cavemen. Those people were cavemen, you know. They haven't had a clue what was going on. I can't wait to see it, to be honest. I can't wait to see it. I'd love to go in a wormhole, you know. See yeah, what's going fire on? Fire me into a fucking black hole. I'm cool with it. That doesn't sound very pleasant, though. Like, fire, fire me into a white hole. <laughs> <laughs> you just blow up. That's. I remember seeing. Um, I think it was a Vsauce video or something. Vsauce is good. Yeah, Vsauce is good. But they had one, and it was. It was only on TikTok, so it was just a clip of one of them. 
but it was if you have I'm gonna explain this in the most like backwards way possible and it's Let's probably it. not this but right imagine if you if you have a photo of like the sky like the night sky or whatever space right mm. and you have another photo from like a hundred years ago and then you match up like because the stars move or whatever right so if you match up one one dot in the sky with another dot in the sky so one star with another star and they've slightly moved or whatever it looks like everything is exploding from that point outwards. Mm. But if you match up another dot with another dot, it looks like everything's exploding out from that point. So when you like when you sign up to or line up two uh, two stars after like time has passed, or whatever that point looks like the center of the universe, or the center that everything's exploding out from. But you can do that with every point in the sky. Yeah, yeah, superposition, which is bizarre. Like yeah. every point looks like an exploding point. Yeah. Of space and time moving outwards. Yeah, everything is the center of the universe. Yeah. Everything is there. It's weird. Because it's not even... You know the way they think it's like 13 billion years old? But they don't even know. You know they don't know yeah, that. they don't know that. It's just an estimate. They're just like, that's how far we can see. Yeah. You know, there, there's pretty more out there. We just can't see it. But why can we see it? I don't know. But how the, can you I read see time? Well, apparently you can. Like, yeah. You, know, you see like... All those stars up there, like half the stars are like don't even exist that you can see in the night sky. Yeah, they're all dead. They're all they exploded. But we won't. I I love to see a supernova. That'd be so cool. Probably the next one is due in like a few thousand years, or something like that. Within the next thousand years, I think. But it'll like it'll be visible like the moon in the night sky for uh for like a year for a few years. Yeah, I remember seeing because like so we're walk galaxy are we we're in the no we're not the milky way is in our galaxy yeah the milky way yeah it's the milky way our galaxy yeah yeah and then andromeda, andromeda yeah. yeah so andromeda and the milky way are like slowly moving closer and closer mm. due to gravity and um what will happen is then is that the two the two galaxies will hit each other and apparently when that happens there will be like on earth because like the space so basically like no planets will actually hit each other because they're so far apart from each other like that's just not going to happen or like if they do it'll take like billions of years and they actually like collide or whatever mm. but what will happen for earth so if there's life on earth at that stage what will happen is is that it'll be constant day but it'll just be like shooting stars constantly like moving like a and like a, a, a what the fuck is the word like a a night show, I guess, is the only way I can kind of think in my head how to describe it. It'd be a constant night show for a thousand years. For a thousand years? For a thousand years. Imagine constant that. day and, like, lights just flying all over across the sky and you yeah. can see it. Yeah, imagine people's reaction when it just stops. You yeah, know? imagine just all of a sudden it just stops. And like, whoa, like, what the like, fuck? You're like, whoa, hold the phone. What's that? <laughs> it's like, what? Like, you know, the last thousand years is just, like, out the window, you know? Yeah, it'd be a very big uh, existential crisis, you know? Like, the way they always responded to... Uh, big cosmic events in the past they're always like what the fuck is that yeah you what know? the fuck like, the moon like, what the fuck yeah, is that they're like what is that yoke you know i suppose they're more at peace with it than we are in a way you know yeah knowledge just makes it more anxious in a way yeah definitely because they had their own stories and stuff but i can't, I can't imagine they actually believed it you know believe their stories oh man they definitely did like apollo did the greeks really think apollo like dragged the sun across the sky i don't know I don't think so. Oh, I think man, they just yeah. had they just had that story. I say they did. I don't know because like that's just like that's religion. So I think people would believe it. 
Mm, well, I don't know. Is there is there like a difference between religion and myth? You know. Well, it's only a myth now. Well, you'd say like, is the Big Bang not a myth? We've nothing to back it up. Yeah, but the Big Bang, I guess, is a myth. Or like, mm, but we believe a, it. I it's, suppose. A, it's a it's an a, a hypothesis. It's a theory. It's a theory. Basically, a myth. Yeah. Basically, it's not true. You know. Obviously, we're not scientists here, but this is basically all fact. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. It's magic. Yeah. Space aliens. But they're aliens are there. definitely real. They're out there somewhere. If not in this dimension, in the next. Yeah. What? Yeah. The time aliens. <laughs> time cops. Time cops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, ghosts. Ghosts are just aliens. Yeah. You know? Ghosts are fucking mad. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, uh, not like, you know, Scooby-Doo ghosts. Yeah. You know, something there. Something, yeah. Something going on. Yeah, it's like it's like that, uh, like an Interstellar at the end of Interstellar, where he's knocking on the thing. Yeah. It's like, he's a ghost, basically, but at the same time, he's not a ghost. He's an astronaut, you know? Yeah, just he's in the next dimension. In different dimension. He's like, yeah. Murph! Murph! No, Murph! <laughs> That's on second watching of that. I was like, "Why is there tension in this when he can just like, because she's like leaving or whatever?" And he's like, "No, Murph, come back, come back, or whatever." But I was like, "Would you not just move to a different time where you could just communicate this better to her or something?" I don't know. Or how, I guess how, maybe. How, how or I guess this is the, this is the last time she was ever going to be in the room. She was like, "This is the and this is the point where she's she can figure out what it is." Mm, yeah. Actually, that's what it is. I completely missed that point. <laughs> Sorry, Christopher Nolan. I didn't understand your movie. <laughs> You're just too smart for me. Yeah, yeah. I believe in believe in Matthew McConaughey knocking on walls. I believe in Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ghosts is a weird thing, or even not even like ghosts, but like, like you know when you go to like a haunted place, but you can like, you might not believe that like there's ghosts haunting the place. But there's a vibe in the place. There's a vibe. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. like an uneerie vibe to it. There's something. Yeah, something there's weird. something off in this place. Something weird about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a thing. It's definitely a real thing. You know, there's definitely like rational explanations for it. But at the same time, rational explanations. Like, does anyone believe that we know everything right now? We obviously don't. All and you're, you're actually an idiot if you think if you believe that. Yeah, all of human history is is, is a. It's sort of like a lesson that we don't know. We well, we don't know as much as we think we know. And uh, you know, you walk into like a haunted house. Something weird about it. You know, it's not for nothing. No, there's something there. There's something happening. There's you know, energy there. Yeah, a lot of time it is like like stuff like fucking. You know, maybe a schizophrenia or something, or like maybe it's like an internal problem, or like you're just freaked out. Just paro. <laughs> maybe you're just paro. <laughs> yeah. But there are times that's going to happen a hundred thousand times. How many people have that feeling every single day? Some of them are feeling something that they can't control, mm. and that's beyond our understanding, our comprehension in this in this mortal realm or whatever. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. It is crazy shit when you think about it. Yeah. Do you think aliens have been here? I don't know. You ever hear that stuff about like uh, like the pyramids and stuff? Yeah, the pyramids. Oh, you mean like, like aliens building it? Not even aliens building it, but like you know that like that super civilization that existed a long time ago and like the pyramids and like the Aztecs, like the buildings they had that have been like equated to the Aztecs and like some of the shit or whatever. Like they all have similar technology amongst them, but they're all on different parts of the world. Mm. Although that's like that, remember that Kronos and Cosmos thing that we were talking about before the time thing? Yeah. 
or like there's like a burst of inspiration that just seems to happen. Yeah, that's what that's actually one of the examples that they gave in the book that I read about that, um, or that mentioned that mm. they said because uh, rioting emerged pretty much everywhere on Earth at the same time, which is a bit suspicious. Yeah, you know? like like the Mayans or whoever in in like America, the Americas discovered rioting and started writing this down at the same time as uh, here, like here in Europe. Mm. and then like Indian stuff like it was all within a few hundred years which is really weird but maybe like maybe that could be explained by like trade routes and stuff but at the same time like but trade routes like in South America can't get to Europe yeah well maybe they did I don't know you know yeah maybe, yeah, maybe they did maybe they did <laughs> <laughs> some book away yeah but either way it's, it's, it is it is very suspicious but it's like the philosophy thing where like Eastern philosophy like if you did a timeline of Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy, mm. they kind of match up, but they didn't have, they had no communication with the, with each other. Yeah, yeah. But they had, like, similar ideas at the same time. Yeah, it's like psychic. It's psychic weird. vibes. Yeah, which I guess is that that <clears throat> thing that we're talking about, like, intelligence moving forward, like, that we're just a yeah, vessel yeah. for intelligence. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, we're not the pilot, you know? Because I remember seeing something before, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like, I'm going to say the pyramids. It's not the pyramids. It might be something different, but like there's weathering on the pyramids, which would indicate that they were in a jungle. But as far as we know, the jungle that would have existed in Egypt or whatever, wherever the fuck it was, I, ha- I think it is Egypt because Egypt is in the desert. So the weathering for the pyramids had to have been in a jungle. But the last time there was a jungle there was like 100,000 years ago. And they're like, well, humans weren't building this show 100,000 years ago. So what the fuck is this? Yeah, I think that's the, the Sphinx or something. Yeah, it's the Sphinx. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't know what this. They don't know what that thing is. You yeah. Know? Like like when it's from really, and it has all, all these weird weathering, kind of anomalies and stuff. But then you think like uh, like see Stonehenge. Yeah. They, they figured out that that was actually built in Wales, and then they disassembled it and brought it to uh, London or whatever or wherever it is in England. Like for for ages, they didn't understand why the rocks or the stones that make up Stonehenge. Uh, didn't come from that yeah. that place, but then they, they they realize now there was actually some stone circling in Wales, which was actually Gaelic territory at the time. So it's sort of ours now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we claim it. <laughs> we're claiming that. But uh, yeah, they they disassembled it and then moved it. So maybe they disassembled the Sphinx, or, but like that still would make sense because Sphinx is like it's very obviously Egyptian or whatever you know. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Mad shit. Yeah. Man, history's fucking crazy. Yeah. Or He's even like mad. even Newgrange, you know, like they didn't uh, like the box thing. Man, how do they? Like, yeah, how do you build it? Yeah. So like one day a year, mm. is it on the? It's on the equinox as well, isn't it? It's on the solstice. On yeah, the solstice. winter solstice every day or every year. Yeah, it happens. The light just perfectly but, comes in. Yeah, but like they didn't even like it wasn't common knowledge. Like when they sh- when they showed up to like redo it in like the sixties, I think uh, there was like local stories that this happened every winter solstice. And at the time, Newgrange was just like a mound. It was just a mound of earth. It was just in a field mm. with like a small sort of entrance and a big stone in front of it. But people knew. People still somehow knew that this happened at a very specific time on a very specific day every single year. Like somehow that was, I don't know, passed on for over... Generations and generations. Well, like nearly 6,000 years yeah. or something like that, you know? Or 4,000 years. So it's like, you know, what's what's that about, you know? What the fuck is going like, on? Did they just know or was it, it was something else to, you know? Aliens. Aliens. It's aliens. It's just aliens. It's just aliens. It's just aliens. That's all the way you can do it. We be aliens. We are aliens, though. Aliens to ourselves. Yeah. What if? What if? What if? 
There's no such thing as a wrong war. Violence and revolution are the only pure acts. Blood. Real blood. Indeed. Our recommended film of the week. If dot 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 it's actually four dots. Yeah, it is four dots. Because um, <laughs> really <confused. laughs> when I looked at it first, I was like, why is this not coming up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 1968, Lindsay Anderson. Um, what else has he done? I have no idea. I don't think he's done really He's pretty yet. big. He did. Uh, he was a big forerunner of the British New Wave, which whatever that is. Good shit is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> if is a really good movie. If is really, really good. What's it about? Uh, I'll tell you now. Teenage rebel Mick Travis, played by Malcolm McDowell of A Clockwork Orange fame, returns to his upper crust English public school, caught between the sadistic older boys known as the Whips and the first year students known as Scum, who are forced to do their bidding. The pity thefts and antisocial behaviour of Travis and his two henchmen, Johnny and Wallace, soon attract the attention of both the Whips and the school's out of touch administration and lead to an unexpected showdown. Yes, this is this is if dot 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 which is, the title actually, is a reference to Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling's poem, If mm. Dash, um, from like 1895, which is about, uh, it's like a tribute to, uh, you know, stiff upper lip kind of Victorian stoicism kind of thing. It's about it's about some guy who tried and failed to colonize Africa um, for the British Empire or South Africa. And it's talking about, oh, he failed, but, you know, at least he tried and he was British and he didn't complain about it or talk about his feelings or whatever. Yeah, pull, pull, but what is, what's the thing, like, pull yourself up by your stockings or whatever? Yeah, bootstraps, yeah, Which yeah. Which actually is impossible. I never knew that. I tried it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the the poem is if dash, and it's posed as, like, a condition. It's like, if this, then you can be that. It's all about you have to meet these standards to, yeah. to be... Uh, to be worthy of the empire of the of the inheritance of uh, of your ancestors whereas if dot 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 is a question it poses a question it's a it's an empty space into which you can pour meaning and like possibilities yeah what if what if yeah what if and that's the whole point it's like a uh, you know it's it's really it captures the uh, sort of universal kind of spirit spirit of a uh, adolescent rebellion like it's very it's very political in, in a certain way but at the same time compared to something like Pendus fan Man, it's, I got mad Pendus Fan vibes off this. Yeah, it has very similar kind of uh, like aesthetics and stuff. And it's, Even it's, like kind of messaging in a, in a kind of, in a sort of way. Yeah, the messaging is, the spirit is very, very similar. But, yeah. Uh, Pendus Fan's more like obviously ideological. Like he's talking about, he's, ba- he's basically talking about politics and like there is a political character mm. and there's strikes and stuff. And this, there's nothing political about it really. Uh, but it, Or no, there's nothing ideological about it rather. Uh, like there's a politics involved. But it's more about capturing the the spirit of it. It's about and revolution. Yeah, revolution and violence is like a natural imperative. Like yeah. there's a line in it. Um violence and revolution are the only pure acts and stuff yeah. like that. You know? Yeah, Malcolm what's his name? Uh Travis. Travis, yeah. Travis says that. <clears throat> it's cool though. It does a lot of really fucking cool things and like it's so like allegorical for like something bigger you know society as a whole whatever mm. where like the scum or whatever are clearly like the lower class or whatever uh, and they're treated like fucking shit they're treated awfully and they have to do the whips and the, the higher ups is bidding 
and like how violence and fear is used against them to keep them conforming with the with the school's uh, culture. Yeah, yeah, it's very much a uh, the whole thing. Like the class system is huge, huge mm. in this. You know, like the old British kind of traditional kind of thing, because you have the three guys, uh, Travis and his henchmen, who are just like just like sort of just teenagers, basically teenage mm. boys, and they're rebellious and they hate the man and stuff. Um, and like they have this little den where they have a uh, they have posters of like Che Guevara and uh, Vladimir Lenin and uh, just photos from all across the world. Yeah, yeah, fo- pictures of like naked women and like uh, like advertisements just like thrown up in this mad kind of like modern collage. It's like a montage. Yeah, kind of. montage. Yeah, yeah, which is like really contrasting with the uh, the grounds of the school itself and like the hallways, which is like covered in uh, paintings of like old British British men basically mm. like, in their fucking. You know that thing Shakespeare wore yeah, and stuff like yeah, just that's like it. you know fucking old like beady eyed little British guys uh, from the Empire or the early days of the Empire, but yeah, and then the they're sort of enforced by these like the whips, the re- reactionary kind of uh, enforcers. They sort of punish their own generation, but the whole point is they're 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 imbued with this responsibility to perpetuate the system into which they're born, and like that's the whole point of the the public school system within the film and in real life. Because you have like uh, people like Boris Johnson, uh, like Jacob Rees-Mogg, David Cameron, like pretty much every big uh, political player uh, in British politics of the last, you know, four years, four hundred years yeah. ish, is was came out of that system. Uh, like David Cameron and Boris Johnson were were uh, they were like whips or like they were part of that. Like they went to the same school, they're in the same year and stuff. So it's a real Say, thing. Yeah, uh, David Cameron bullied John Boris. They're mates. Ah, they're definitely they're definitely mates in a good old boy kind of mm. way. Like everyone in this film is re- is basically mates, but they're just like antagonistic, you know. Yeah, because they hate because like Travis and his <coughs> two mates, like they don't like the the whip or whatever the guy that's trying to become a whip in their like room or whatever. But they're still kind of mates with him, even though they don't like him. Yeah, yeah, because everything's contained. Because it's all about. Because at the end of the day, like even Travis is part of the same class. As uh, as all as all the the bad guys like you mm. know like he's still he's still a posh schoolboy kind of thing, so it just sort of sort of like a testament to the the power of the public school system that you can have all these sort of adversarial kind of roles and <coughs> and uh, personalities, but they're still they're still geared towards the same thing, and that's why it's so traumatic and like shocking that uh, Travis turns against that, and not not just in like a sort of performative way, but like. In a really violent, physical way at the end yeah, of the film. Yeah, he kills people. <laughs> yeah, he full on, it's a school shooting. It's a school yeah. shooter film at the end of the day. Yeah, it's very very influenced by uh, Brecht, Bertolt Brecht. Yeah. Um, huge part of that. Because it's very, very, like, Travis is so uh, overtly dramatic in everything he says. Like, he's a real kind of, he's self-consciously pretentious and like mm. self-absorbed. Yeah. When he's first introduced, he's like, Wearing like a fucking sombrero and like a become Guy Fox as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he like runs away and like shaves his mustache and he's looking into it, looking into a mirror and he's like, "My reflection is a uh, one of the most fascinating things in my life" or something like that. Yeah, some but bullshit. A, and he's just like, there's a scene where it's him and his two henchmen in their their little den, and for like three or four minutes, it's just them talking past each other in like catchphrases, mm. like God. Oh, uh, he's talking about a woman on a poster. He's like, the only thing to do with a woman like that is to walk into the sea, have sex once, and then die. 
Yeah. It's like, that's that's the most pretentious thing it's, I've ever heard. Yeah, it's Travis. so, like, stupidly poetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's all. It's breaking down the aesthetic distance with the uh, with the audience. And even everything's divided into uh, little chapters as well. Like, every every now and then you'll have uh, intertitles, which, yeah. which tell you what to expect for the next, like, 20 minutes. And, like, it's, it's, a, it's really a... There's, like, a huge diversity. You really feel like you're in that universe as well at the same time even though there is a distance like there's so much go- there's so, so many different characters and they're also sort of like naturally kind of sculpted and you sympathize with them all really like yeah the, they're the, all the, fleshed out enough as yeah, well yeah like the, the kids like uh phillips and uh jute like the god jude what a jute. fuck up <laughs> yeah you fucking loser and uh what's the other one the one begins with b yeah he gets he gets uh dunked he gets a, a swirly can't remember his name biles Boyle. biles biles yeah, yeah. bile bile grim name as well but yeah very uh a lot going on and it was directed by obviously lindsey anderson and he was brought on because he was he came up in that system in public school so it's all it's all based on like actual you know their real experience and how and how they how they experienced their uh, life in the sort of training school for uh british elites mm. uh it was originally, originally called crusaders as well uh but they thought it was too provocative yeah so they changed it to if like assuming that uh the producers would be like oh yeah the kipling poem like oh it's a good british kind of yeah. like patriotic film and then obviously it's complete opposite yeah you know? it's a contradiction to yeah, that yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah because it, it is like i think as well that like you are 100 percent right when you say like you are so in this world and i think it's because the school is just a how do i describe it like a micro universe or like yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... A, it's, I have that exact... It's it, like... That exact word. Micro-universe? Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. That's... Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking that's, about. That's, that's, that's a, so that's weird. That's the idea shit. I was like, that's... When I was writing, I was like, that's not a word. But yeah, no, I don't have that written down, but I can't think, <laughs> of, I can't think of another word for it. Yeah, Like yeah, a micro-environment or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. it's such an allegory for, you know, the greater, you know, British Empire or whatever. And, you know... Other countries as a whole, where like the elites are like all brought up, but you see the same in fucking America. Like they all fucking go to the same schools and shit like that. Yeah, but Harvard anyway, and Yale and all that. Even in the aspect of re- how religion is used in the school, because at the start you think that like, oh yeah, a bunch of British boys, like they're gonna be like, they're gonna be talking about sex or whatever. But sex is looked down upon, and sex is something that's impure because they're so religious. Like they're really, really religious, and. That's like how in real life, you know, people are very religious and sex isn't something that you really talk. Well, especially in the 70s and 80s and 60s, whatever. It's less so now. But like at the time, sex was something that was like the devil or whatever. And it's an allegory for that at at large, even though you would think, yeah, a bunch of boys in boarding school will be talking about sex all the time, but they don't. And when they do, someone is shaming someone else for talking about it because they're talking about Jesus or whatever. Um, and how that's how religion is used outside of the school as well. And how violence and religion and your sense of duty and nationalism, because like the idea of them being, uh, the coll- what do they call it, like college boys or whatever, what it's called, the school? Yeah, just college. They just talk about college. Yeah, just all college. The, all the chants and stuff, yeah. But like, that college is your identity. Like you are from college, mm. whatever the place is called. We we'll just call it college because I think I think they do just call it college. Yeah, just say college. Yeah. yeah. So you are a college boy, 
mm-hmm. and you're from here and you have a sense of duty and you have a culture to you that you must live up to if you want to be a successful person from college and um, which is exactly the same thing as like oh you're a british person or you're an irish person or you're an american person you were born here you have to have this culture in order to actually be deemed irish or british or a college boy you know mm, yeah 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 it's a lot really of, well done yeah it's really it's a very 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 good film i can't believe i didn't really didn't really know about it it's very hard to find as well it's not on netflix or like prime or anything or movie no it's not anywhere yeah it's a lot of bollocks it like, is a lot of bollocks really really good film they ro- see why they don't want people watching this man yeah 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 they didn't want people watching it back in the day because uh oh, it's i was banned in loads of places as well yeah i got an x certificate because of a scene where uh travis and two of his la- or one of his lackeys go off on like a little a little jaunt out to like the local kind of diner thing and they walk in they order coffee and uh Travis just reaches across the counter and kisses her one, and suddenly they're fighting. And it's, it's it's the film's actually full of like really surreal scenes. That scene just, is really surreal. It it's just, really weird. It just diverts into this weird kind of like fantastical, like madness. It's like deranged. And this scene, uh, they're like fighting on the floor, and then all of a sudden they're naked and they're like uh, pretend they're like having sex basically, and uh, they're like talking like she's like ah oh, uh, I like tigers I'm a tiger. And they start, she, she bites his arm and, like... She growls at him. Yeah, she growls at him. But that was, like... That was an improvised scene. That's how uh, Malcolm McDowell actually got the part in this film. He he showed up uh, at the audition. And he was like, yeah, I actually lost my script or whatever. They're like, this guy's a fucking dope. And so they gave him, like, a replacement thing. So he's just reading off it the entire time. And he decided to, like, mix it up. So he, like, when he was saying his lines to the one, uh, asking for a coffee, he's reached across the counter and, like, kissed her. And so she actually, she reached, she reached around and like uh, punched him, punched him in the head. And he like reacted, he was like, he got really mad. And uh, mm. they start, they actually started fighting. And uh, she ripped up his script and he got even more mad. Apparently he broke her bra and stuff like that. But, oh God. Yeah, yeah it's actually, oh. re- actually really, really creepy when you, when you hear about it. Oh God. But uh, that's how he got the audition. They're like, this guy is Travis. Um, and then they filmed it like that. But yeah, there's, it's full of uh, full of mad scenes like that. So I got an X certificate for graphic sexual violence, but it's not it's not portrayed as sexual violence. Like she's she's into it or whatever, and she becomes part of the gang, and she's present at the the school shooting scene for for some reason. She's the one that shoots the pre- the principal. Yeah, yeah. See, um, I think when I was watching, I was like, this is really weird. It's really surreal. And then when she showed up, just as they as they find like the ammunition. I'm kind of, we're kind of skipping ahead with this but anyway oh, we'll come back to stuff later on for me she's a real character but she's so uh, metaphorical like she is the idea of revolution embodied in a physical being in this film where Travis is uh, sed- like not seduced by her but like fascinated and like sexually driven towards her and she shows up at that scene where he orders a a cup of coffee and his friend orders uh coffee with milk or whatever but he orders like black coffee coffee, and then he puts in a load of sugar and for like what my like understanding of it was is that is revolution or that is rebellion (laughs) that is revolution is a bitter process but it's sweet 
because he puts in so much sugar. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And she shows up, like, for no reason whatsoever. She shows up at one stage later on when they find the ammunition, and she's the one that shoots the principal. She's the idea of revolution, of a rebellion. And even more so, there's a scene where he's with his, like, one of the fellas is, like, really into, like, uh, telescopes or whatever and looking at the stars. But when, Mal- or when Malcolm, when Travis gets a shot of the telescope, he doesn't see the stars, he sees her. Yeah. So when he looks at the sky and the stars, he's imagined like the possibilities of revolution, of rebellion, and he sees her, and she blows a yeah. kiss at him. Yeah, that was the, that. That scene with the telescope was a uh, pretty big. There's a lot of a lot of little uh, metaphors dropped around the place. Like Travis is always described as a vector of disease. Mm. Like he has a, a necklace of teeth, and he's told like, "Oh, that's you're gonna get sick off that and stuff like that." And uh, he's described as like vermin and stuff like that. It's all about him being like a contagion, like a social or political contagion within mm. within this pure kind of cohort of uh, young British, you know, jollies or whatever. Um, and then in that scene with the, the telescope, the nerdy guy's like describing to Travis, he's like, there's a mathematical certainty that there's a planet somewhere out there that, that, speaks, English. that speaks English. So the whole point is like, there's somewhere else out there. There's a, there's a different world. It's a mathematical certainty. It's not just a possibility. Like it actually, it does exist. And it's it's right there for you to see. And yeah, like he looks in, he sees her, and like that's definitely like a symbolic kind of thing. Where mm. She she represents that uh, that possibility or that that certainty that uh, something else exists. Things can be different. They yeah, can exactly. Be, yeah. You can bring a different. The world that you live in can be changed and can become a different new world. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I think that she is the embodiment of revolution as a character. Not that she's she's not like a figment of anyone's imagination. She's a real person in the film. But she also doesn't speak that much. And she's, when she does speak, she speaks in like poetic language nearly. Describing herself as a tiger. But she says in a really weird way. Yeah, I like tigers. And she jumps on them. It's like, right. damn. <laughs> okay. And even that, like the tiger being like, you know, a sexual thing. But it's also imagery of colonialism. And imagery of India specifically. Because mm. like tigers come from India. So... That's the idea of colonialism and the sense of adventure then in rebellion itself is almost the same as the sense of adventure in colonialism and it ties the two in a certain way. Yeah, yeah there's a big uh, imperial, anti-imperial kind of message Oh, as well. massive. He's always talking about that. Or, and there's like, obviously uh, Che is on the wall in one of the scenes and then uh, there's a picture of Vladimir Lenin before he had a beard is like behind Travis whenever mm. he's pictured in his room. Uh, the whole thing with uh, him being sort of the the bad seed, the rotten child of the empire, like uh, the thing that will bring about its destruction, like the contradiction sort of being uh, brought to bear in the sense that he's just like, he's like a ticking time bomb and like he represents uh, that kind of uh, getting sort of sick of the whole thing. Yeah, he's fed up. Of the adventure of it all and just sort of uh, embracing something more universal, something more uh, animalistic. They do that as well in the music as well. Uh, music is actually kind of big as well in the, in the in the film, because they have all the chants. It's like in Penda's Fan, they have all the chants and the songs that the, the boys sing to get their you know their national spirit and their college spirit up. Mm. Uh, but it, it's constantly fading in with this other track, which is very similar, which uh, has drums. And it's it's like, very, yeah, yeah animalistic. It's, I think it's an African um, tribal song. <clears throat> and it's like a constantly recurring thing throughout the film, mm. sort of like suggesting you know the symbolism of... Uh, of sort of nature taking over, I suppose, or like the balance being restored in the sense of 
you know the whole the whole association of Travis is like an iconoclast and like a anti anti empire kind of thing. But there's at the same time there's nothing explicitly uh, like ideological about it. Like he's just it's more, he's like a natural force. Yeah. Like, they're all just sort of like natural forces. They're conduits through which some sort of impulse is uh, exerting itself. It's not it's not like they're all, we're gonna we're gonna introduce socialism here. It's it's like. We're just going to fuck things up. Yeah, basically. we're going to change things. Yeah. I think as well that it, it works that way as well because like Travis and his two henchmen, they never really do anything until they're punished. And mm. they're not punished for doing anything. They're punished for their attitude. Yeah, yeah. And just the way that they go about things because the elite see like, this can become a problem, so we better nip this in the bud. Mm. Like we better stop this before it becomes something bigger. But in doing so, it becomes something way fucking bigger than it would have been originally. Yeah, it just pissed them off. And even their uh, their punishment is to clear out clear out the basement in the college. And they're in there. It's it's like a crypt of a uh, of like imperial icons. They have like the crocodile. Yeah, the crocodile, and they have like a, a fetus sort of like uh, pickled in a jar and stuff. It's all like the it's like the hallmarks of a. Uh, of the British Empire, especially like, like they went around and collected like amazing amounts of knowledge about all like every part of the every corner of the earth, you mm. know. Um, but at the same time, like they they killed the living beings to collect the knowledge, you know. Yeah. By collecting this knowledge, they sort of negated it at the same time, and uh, they're going through all this all this shit in the basement, and eventually they come across the old munitions and weaponry from from wars gone by, and th- this you know it's it's the old imperial tools turned against the empire. And that's what they use to launch their their school shooting at the end. Um, so it's all it's all in there, you know. And they were taught those lessons from the empire as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. we see that the, like this is like a military school kind of as well because they like they have mock battles, but the tactics that they use to fight the empire is ones that the empire taught taught them. Taught yeah. them. Uh-huh. Even that scene where the general is up on the stage and he's there talking about like, oh, I kind of I wasn't even really listening that much, but like he was talking about like um like your sense of duty and whatever, like all that stuff. Yeah, like, he's talking about patriotism, yeah, basically. Just patriotism. And stay, bollocks, staying whatever. in line, taking orders, and yeah. uh, being disciplined, you know. But as he's saying that, the stage is on fire, and he doesn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's the last person to realize that the stage is on fire. Yeah. But it's that, you know, the symbolism of that, like this general talking about patriotism or whatever, but the, the stage he's on is literally going up in flames, and he doesn't even notice, because he's too focused on what he's saying. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's all, the, it's all the thoughts, all the words, all the ideas. It, yeah, that last scene's like massively symbolic as well. Um, oh, huge. <laughs> like, there's, there's a like, but it's 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 symbolic to an, like a Brechtian extent, I suppose. Like, it, you're supposed to sort of read into it, you know. Mm. You're supposed to see these different icons coming together. Like, it is ridiculous, but it is also, it's surreal as well. Yeah, it's like there's a knight, a bishop, uh, a general from the army, and then all the all the schoolboys. and like the headmaster and stuff, and they're celebrating. All the educated, the academia. Yeah, yeah, it's like the. Yeah, there's literally a knight. <laughs> yeah, there's a knight there. It's it's the administration of like the old regime, basically, sort of like aristocracy and like feudalism and stuff, and um, they're all coming together, but they don't know they don't know that there's a fucking there's a bomb underneath the stage that they're mm. standing like they're, they're literally standing on, and uh, you know that something else something is coming for them, and they don't even know like what it is or where it's going to come from. Even at the end, when they they go outside, all the army and the knights. And the uh, the, the schoolboys like line up in like different greens, yeah, or different patches of grass on the green, and they're all firing up. And there's, there's a shot, like an aerial shot, looking down on them, 
and it's just like you know that's 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 what the the new generation like at the time was uh, was facing you know all these old forces who didn't understand what was coming up beneath them like literally beneath their feet yeah put the rug right underneath them yeah yeah burn them out and he, like it's and it's really well done as well for like the reasons why people are like the some of the students take part in the the crusaders like you have um the young boy i can't remember his name but like the the one of the phillips phillips yeah who is like who has like a a very clear like sexual awakening to like oh shit i'm gay like <laughs> like i'm attracted to men and that doesn't fit in line with the with the college as a whole ah uh, the well, the college is also a big team of you know pedophilia and stuff like that yeah going on but like the college is very very gay it's but like in a very catholic church kind of way but like know, in like that hush, military hush. kind of way yeah yeah um, but like he like has that awakening and realizes shit i'm not gonna fucking i can't exist in this world so let's i'm gonna take part with the crusaders mm. and start a new one Um it's a mad film it is it's very there's very so good. much going on in the film as well yeah yeah it's apparently uh, one of kubrick's favorite films you can he, see why he saw it five times and then he hired he hired your man Malcolm McDowell he's like I need you to do the exact same thing again in this new film A Clockwork Orange and uh yeah but yeah it won um it won first prize at Cannes back in the day 68 very big uh very big year for all the lads mm-hmm. you know uh, for the world basically politics and all like obviously 68 student pro- protests pretty much everywhere everywhere in the west Vietnam and then, War is still going on yeah yeah we have like France uh on the, the verge of insurrection in May with the students. And then DNC riots in, I think it was June in America, with mm. mostly students as well. And then this film, I think, came out in December, uh, which is about students taking over school and killing the administration. So it's very, very on the nose, very, mm. very, like, sore for, like, the, you know, the powers that be. And they tried to sort of cover it up or, like, sort of stamp it out when it became apparent what it really was because there wasn't a lot of oversight a lot of studio oversight and how it was made. I think at a, a can, Malcolm McDowell and uh, Lindsay Anderson, they didn't even have uh, like their hotel rooms paid for or anything. Like had to come out of pocket. That's crazy. And they were, uh, they left like they left early because they're like this is this isn't gonna happen or whatever. Mm. And apparently got a call back in back in England. It's like yeah, you won the grand prize, and you know the rest is history or whatever. Um, it's still not really that well known, but. And it's hard to find. It is. It's too hard to find. They need to stick it up. Sort of, show it on the BBC or something, you know? I think it inspired too many people. <laughs> yeah, well, school shootings, it is a t- touchy subject these days. But, you know, this this shooting was justified. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they deserved it, so. What you, yeah, no, you're right. That, yeah, that's, why, that's why they probably, they're so offended by it. They're like, this, does, this makes these people look really bad. And they sort of deserve to get shot at the end. Which is why they're like, oh, we can't, we gotta have an X rating for this mm. thing. So. There's loads of like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we, shit. We need to fucking ban this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just throwing it back to Travis for a second, his like poetic language and stuff like that. He's such like, he's such a caricature of like the revolutionary figure. Like there's one bit where like he has a line where he's just like, um, a man can change the world with one well placed bullet or something like that. It just needs to be in the right place. Yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah, that's so true. But it's also like such a parody of like what revolutionaries would say because it's such a it's such a huge statement and such a, a true statement in a lot of ways but he's talking about that in the terms of a of a school <laughs> yeah it's like a little microverse you mm, know? a microverse as you were saying yeah it's yeah it's, it's all encapsulated in there but yeah he like he, he goes on like these he has these fucking 
stupid catchphrases that he says. But like that's his that's his kind of role, I mm. suppose. You know, the, I'd never caught into the girl being the the symbol, but it makes a lot more sense. Like it's more like kind of pure, more sort of natural kind of uh, icon of yeah. of what's of what's going on. Like he's obviously very sort of uh, stilted. Yeah, and like he's cultivating this image for himself, and he's he's like sort of playing into a role where she's like. This was fucking crazy, bitch. They find, find the diner. Like, yeah, she's just a, she's just into it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know. like, she just shows up out of nowhere when they find that ammunition. Like, she mm. just she just appears, like behind them as they're doing it. And you're like, like that was a moment where I was like, oh, she's like, she's real, but she's not real. If you know what I yeah, mean. Like, yeah, yeah. She's like the ghost of revolution or yeah. something. You know. And even like the haven that he kind of has is clearly like what inspires him because there's like nothing in British society at that stage where they had their Che Guevara or their, you know, their Mao or some fucking bullshit. Like, mm. or the Stalins or were these revolutionary figures that, um, he has to go to this place that's parked off within the college and it's covered in icons from other cultures that inspire mm. him to, to take action within his own culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done. Many possibilities flowing forth. What if, what if? What if? What if? A lot that yeah, it's like, what if? Sixty eight says it all. Says it all. It really does. The title kind of sums up the film really well. <laughs> yeah. If if you were to to do this, what would happen? Yeah, I don't think it'd go well. No. You get fucked up. You get fucked up. Travis got fucked up after the end of this film. I'll tell you that. Yeah, did. Yeah. Travis got fucking annihilated. Yeah. It didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> we leave it at that. We'll leave it there. All right, my recommended my recommendation for uh, episode thirty five, Jesus, thirty five, is uh, Gummo, directed by Harmony Korine, man that we would not fight because he's too crazy. He's too mad. But one of his films, uh, is it his first big film? Uh, yeah, because he he wrote Kids for Larry Clark in ninety five, and then he got big off that, and he used his clout from Kids to to uh, direct. They said 23. He was 23 when he, when he directed Gummo Excuse me. in 1997. That's crazy. You know? He's my age. My God. We're going to start making a movie now, Mark. Yeah, have to start our, <laughs> our Gummo. <laughs> um, I don't know where you can find this movie. You can probably rent it off of YouTube. Um, if not, you know, use some special site. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like pretty readily available online. It's one of those weird movies that's also extremely accessible online. Because mm. everyone's like, oh, have you seen this mental movie called Gummo? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Gummo. Episode 35. Be there or be square. Absolutely. Get See ready. you then. Get ready to sit in a really dirty bath, everyone. Oh, loads of bacon, chocolate and stuff. Spaghetti. Yeah. Get all dirty, you know. I can't wait to get mm. dirty. <laughs> yes. yes. See you there, lad. Right. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.